Yeah, when you say new agey, we could also say um, encouraging some degree of spiritual bypass. Well, it's it's resorting to wisdom over love in the the lead uh, leading with wisdom over love in this particular service or helping when from your perspective and mine too um, leading with love over wisdom might be better meaning letting her cry and say yes yes it hurts yes yes it hurts yes yes and and letting her get it out more fully rather than say don't stop don't cry right and and that's a hard call you know and we don't know you're absolutely right you know she's not a buddha and so her guidance isn't um that um isn't of a being who's uh, self-perfected or nearly self-perfected she's got a lot to learn too laura and so do we and so um maybe indeed she's leading with wisdom where um we might feel that that's spiritual bypassing and we may feel that um, a lead with love or comfort, you know, on on non-teaching, comforting, holding, embracing, allowing, the catharsis might be better. Yet, <laughs> you know, great teachers can be very rough and harsh too, right? Buddha saying, foolish man, foolish man. And Nityananda, you know, ending up killing the Mantrayani who was uh, devastating the village. Uh, killing in the way of a magical uh, working uh, by agreement <laughs> so it's um, you know we're all learning the ideal way of service and it's but it is true that we can't take what they're saying as the supreme as supreme examples of service nor can we take Yeshua and and nor can we even take Gautama just in the sense that one size doesn't fit all um, what he taught to the monks is not necessarily what we ought to be sharing with any one person at any one time, right? So skill and service is very great learning that uh, continues to refine over um, over the course of soul evolution. Yeah, it's a it, you know we're not perfect, so we don't know what the perfect form of service would be. They have a history and. Uh, I would imagine that the girl has been stuck in self-pity for a long time. Centuries of selfishness and vanity is a big statement. And uh, it's, you know, this is a further challenge in service to people in pain, acute emotional pain, when they're starting to make statements that we can't really talk about this now because it'll take a long time, but we could mark it for later. When um, a person in genuine acute emotional pain is making what appear to be distorted statements or conclusions or sharing what what will be what are seen, what indeed are distorted conclusions and statements regarding the nature of their pain, regarding the nature of their process, um, that a person listening who's trying to help uh, has a sense that they can't simply let them all slide. They can't just, you know, um, 
you we we I I can uh, comfort you in your pain and care for you and show you I care and love you, but I can't agree with what you're saying. <laughs> and that's a challenge, and that then goes to bringing wisdom, leading with wisdom over love, when the person may, um, the person is sharing distorted perspectives that are associated with self-pity or selfishness or um, inability to see the other person's perspective, uh, blame, um, stubborn refusal to see and to feel more, to know more, um, where the person at a certain level wants us to validate or support what they're saying, but we know that what they're saying is mistaken. How to be of service then? That's, I think, partly what's going on here. Yeah, no, the whole thing is more complex. They have a history we don't know. And you can also say that the um, the quality of the help that anyone can get or is getting from any from others around them is also karmically determined. And so the more we serve or really um, give generosity, dana, the more we give in true love wisdom to others, the higher the quality of the help that we deserve and will get. And so a person who doesn't is, is deeply selfish um, won't get profoundly uh, love wisdom developed helpers they'll get lesser love-wisdom-developed helpers. You see? So, it is that. It has to be that. I mean, it's all karmically determined, you know? Beings are the inheritors and the heirs to the karma, which means that all of the conditions that we're experiencing are resultant from causes. The causes being our own activity in thought, word, and deed, you know? How we think, how we speak, what, how we act—the you know, basis, you know, those decisions we've made before. So, but I wouldn't say that this is such a strong example of inadequate or um, poor service. It's a very—it's—we'll we'll see as we go on, you know. But I think this is the girl who ra tried to run run away. I recommend if people could read the two links, they're not that long, on Karma Yoga from Wikipedia and the Path of Work from the Vedanta Society. Uh, we don't, I don't agree with everything they're saying, like, you know, disengaging ego from the work process. Well, what the heck does that mean? And again, you know, see, people so commonly uh, use terminology that they themselves don't really understand. <laughs> Like, like, turn your heart to the divine light. What does it mean? <laughs> you know, it just, you know, saying it doesn't work with certain mind. You know, if the mind is in, in it, and, you know, it won't work for my mind because it's too vague uh, or it's just mistaken in a core way because there isn't, let's say, a solid ego. So how do I disengage that ego for my work process? Well, I have to work. Doesn't that mean I'm directing my conscious mind to work? How can I disengage it? Well, no, that's not really what's meant. But uh, there is this discussion of um, uh, age-appropriate teaching, <laughs> uh, meaning teaching that's uh, appropriate to any level of consciousness. Uh, people who <clears throat> teach 
um, in ways that I myself may consider vague will defend it, may defend it, and say, well, I'm just teaching them in the terminology they can understand. But then the question is, do they really understand? <laughs> do, do they really understand as well as you think they do um, what I consider vague terminology? Like, open your heart to the divine light. Does, does Dr. Louise actually know what that means? No, he actually doesn't. And there's a real problem with that kind of approach to teaching, which is yeah. um, not only does it sort of underestimate the capacity of the listener, meaning there's some sense, I've got to teach them this way because I know they can't understand something more subtle or, or refined or philosophical, but it, it may leave them more confused because they just heard yet another thing that they don't really understand <laughs> while you think they understand it. And so... <laughs> that's a whole nother matter but but if you guys can read the material on karma yoga both pages or anything if you wish if you wish there you may find other questions arising like um why is it that karma yoga seems to be what's being taught here and what does it mean about earth humanity that they can't really take any other approach and uh, is that the case for everyone no but it seems to be the case for the majority. And is that associated with the condition of 3D repeating? Is that associated just with this group on Earth here today that seem to be not amenable to higher um, presentations of spiritual path and third density? Like Rav Venusians doing Tantra Yoga, or what, the Syrians in third density doing uh, you know, Yana Yoga, meaning they're more mental, intellectual, and everybody's studying <laughs> or learning uh, but here everybody's working uh, and that's the case about humanity too you know is that they're not that mental <laughs> they're not that intellectual they're not that philosophical they're not that really intimate with each other either they don't really know how to get along with each other the only thing they know how to do is work and if the work is well directed they'll do great and when it's not uh, you get you know a lot of problems so that's a very interesting angle, I think. Uh, very, very true. I uh, I agree. I think, um, and that that'll that'll be good. We'll continue, and I'll have some. Of course, I'll have more time. Right. No, it's fine with me if we do this um, no solar summary wrap up for another three weeks. That's fine. Okay. So, and there was another half of those addendum topics that I didn't cover. So, like, anomalous reincarnation scenarios, um, freedom uh, and obeying, freedom from obeying by obeying, you know, freedom, the, the way to freedom by obeying what you're told by elders or uh, apparently more evolved beings. So, there are all sorts of different things there. Um, and, anyway, so, let's just leave it open and... Um, take it one week at a time uh, with no urgency to wrap it up to conclude or finish the series because you know if we do two or three more classes or even more it's okay for me okay good all right okay. that sounds fine um, I'm enjoying it <laughs> good even though I missed the one I am enjoying it and um, I think it's important it's 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 important information to get out there you know I, I really do and um, yeah yeah yeah, it, okay. I, it it very it's very useful actually because not only does it show the after death what what is likely the after death experience for most souls on Earth, but 
uh, for us who are not from, we're not not local, uh, we're strangers in a strange land. It helps us understand more of what's going on here. Uh, their level of consciousness and the nature of the culture um, understood by um, a deeper analysis of the incarnational and after-death process, the cycling between physical and non-physical, uh, as a reflection of both culture and collective consciousness uh, of this group of souls here um, that we don't understand so well, generally. <laughs> we don't understand humans so well, I think. So, or ordinary people, and most people don't even know they don't understand. Like saying, you know, teachers not understanding what they're teaching. That's really mm -hmm. common. If you can't do mind on ideas, you got to do hands on physical objects. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the approach of this level of the astral plane for this level of 3D souls. Um pretty much hands-on in the right way. That's the, the you know, quote, hands-on in the right way, end quote, is Dharma Yoga. Possibly, I would think that it's, it's very complicated and also depends on what um, human grouping correlate to on the astral plane we're talking about. Like, villagers in India don't go to this no solar. And where do they go? Well, maybe they go to, you know, New Delhi in the sky, <laughs> or um, Benares in the sky, or, uh, you know, some tiny village in the sky akin to an Indian culture repl replicate. And because that culture also understands the four ways of yoga, <laughs> which Western folks don't, except for, you know, what, Orthodox monasticism, or, you know, the uh, Sufis, uh, <clears throat> then in those other other culture replicates on the astral plane um, there are other options uh, available for personal transformation other yogas are being taught right <clears throat> right or helping themselves sufficiently it's I mean it's it's the general <clears throat> composition of the psychology graduate program that you have lots of people there with lots of personal emotional issues. <laughs> and that's why they're studying psychology. And, and me too, to some degree. And <clears throat> even though I came out of, you know, Buddhism and meditation and monasticism a bit, uh, most people there are there because they want to help others in the way that they still need to continue helping themselves. And then in the New Age, you have people with even less training or self-examination, um, sometimes, some cases, who are busy helping others, but they themselves are still quite wounded and don't realize it. And then you have the, you know, flaky or controlling New Age type teachers. So um, it's much easier to look out than look in, it seems, and easier to do hands-on than mind-on uh, <clears throat> but <clears throat> depends on the culture. Uh, but it's a real problem, 3D repeating. It's a real problem. And um, Orion has ways of trapping people <clears throat> in, all, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in all of the yogas, right? False teachers or controlling pseudo-gurus take advantage of those on the bhakti yoga path 
and uh, materialist self-aggrandizement, carrot and stick kind of uh, uh, overvaluing or value uh, idealizing uh, fame and fortune uh, appeal to those on the karma yoga line. And um, same thing with the yana yoga, encouraging wisdom without love. And um, the Raja Yoga, you know, encouraging spiritual materialism or magical powers rather than transformation uh, into love wisdom. <laughs> so <clears throat> it's a it's a real scene here. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, then thank you, everybody. And um, next week we'll carry on. And um, so take good care of yourselves. And see you next time. Good night.